All right. Welcome to the Swampy Sooners podcast. Got Dylan Marsh, and then we also have J.D. Marsh right there. What's going on, y'all? Okay, I was about to say, if you were going to ignore my intro, I was going to be like, what the hell? Um, anyway, hey, spring game happened this past weekend. Holy cow did Sooner Nation answer Brett Venable's call. Like, we went, and not to brag, but we were easily probably one of the first hundred people in that stadium. And we were probably with, like, what, about 30 minutes left in the game? Or, I'm sorry, of pregame when the countdown was going on. Uh, we looked at each other. We're like, okay, not a bad turnout, right? Because the entire, like, you know, sidelines all the way up to the top was completely full. And then the um, the end zone, the uh, – what is it? The Is that the north end zone or south end zone? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I'm awful with directions. This is why my generation, our generation, we need GPS. But the one with the smaller scoreboard hardly had anybody in there. And then about, what, like 10 minutes left, that was completely full. Everyone started filling up the top. And, dude, it was so awesome seeing that stadium fill up to capacity. Like, what a freaking atmosphere Sooner Nation brought for a freaking spring game. 75,000 plus. And I know that's like the big thing right now but holy crap dude how awesome was it seeing that stadium fill up that was absolutely amazing it was i mean i've never seen anything like it (laughs) to be honest the amount of people that show up for a spring game uh just shows how much this uh fan base cares about oklahoma football and that not only impressed former NFL players, impressed the team that's playing now, the 128th team of Oklahoma, as Brent Venable said. It also really impressed the recruits that were there. And there were over 50, I know that. And just so many of them. But the thing that what's great about this is the they see how we show up for a spring game compared to Georgia, Alabama. Those are the teams we want to recruit. We want to beat in recruiting battles because that's the standard. We want to be the standard of college football. So the way we showed out was just incredible. It gave us a huge recruiting boost, I believe. And we're going to see over the next couple of years, Oklahoma be landing several top guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this too, though, because I'm with you. Like I, I say Sooner Nation, we answered Brett Venable's call, right, to show up and show out. Do you think the stadium's still 75,000 large if Baker's not getting his statue and Baker's not there giving like a a speech? Well, I mean, Baker being the most beloved Sooner in the history of football. Like he, the guy is just – you heard the crowd roar as soon as he came out. It was, that was insane. Ears were ringing. Um, I'd say probably at least 60 still yeah. show. Because, that, I mean, we want to stick it to Lincoln Riley and we want to show everyone that we are serious about our football. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. I'm, I'm with you. Like, I think we still would have had a lot. I don't know if it would have been as many as 75 like i'm not sure we would be filling up the top row if it wasn't for that but one thing we get to look to hopefully next year 
Kyler Murray statue unveiling, which yeah, that that would be going really back. Cool. We are going back, um, and I can't wait for the whole like three month debate on which Kyler pose should be. It should be his. I mean, it's got to be him jumping in the end zone. Yeah, he talked about it with like his little skip when he's holding the ball yep. up. That thing. Yep. Oh man, I don't know. It's uh, that's my vote. Sports gambling is probably gonna be gonna be legal in Oklahoma by then, and there's gonna be a prop bet on that, guaranteed. Um, <laughs> it's uh, awesome, but dude, spring game. Um, our last podcast we talked about what we were gonna be looking forward to, what we wanted to see uh, improve, and I'm not gonna lie, man, I I was thoroughly impressed with mostly the defensive side of the football. Um, we'll kind of go over like what we were just most impressed with in general. Then we'll go over like certain players, stuff like that. But like what the defense stood out to me uh, the most, because like I mentioned in the last episode, I wanted to see our secondary and really see how physical they're going to be. And I saw a huge improvement, huge mindset difference from the Grinch era to the Venables era. Uh, just, Dude, like early on, just lay in the wood. I know Deshaun White's not a secondary player, but when he just freaking laid out Javante Barnes at the start the game off, holy yeah. crap, I think that set the tone for the rest of the And game. that's a big boy. That's a yeah, big boy. For sure. But what stood out to you? Um, The main thing that stood out to me defensively was not only the physicality, Dylan. You're completely 100% right. I like I said, with Britt Venables, we hired him. I believe that Oklahoma won't give up 30 points, more than more than 25 points a game next year. You're telling like me I th- Quinn Ewers is not going to put up more than 25 points I think Oklahoma? that they'll have a game plan for him and they'll slow him down. But not only physicality, but the reason why I say that is because if you notice how many times were we this close to having a sack this close to having a pick this close to recovering a fumble how many interceptions did they have on Saturday Dylan two how many forced fumbles did they have two two and a forced fumble at the one which was very how many they had about they had about four they had about four was it forced four? fumbles. I think around four forced forced fumbles. And then on top of that, they had I think seven sacks total. My point is the positioning that these coaches are putting these athletes in to make plays, better positioning is going to be a huge difference come the fall. Yeah. So that's what sure. I love to see from the defensive side of the ball is the better positioning along with being physical and they were hitting, they weren't playing around. It was like it felt like a real game, honestly. I and I think this I think the crowd definitely have something to do with that, but like just the environment. But I think really what caused it to feel like an actual game was I think the fact that you're not doing what freaking Lincoln Riley does, which was defense gets 21 points to start the game. It was literally a draft and they just played a football game instead of this weird format of defense gets points. If they do certain things, I I always thought that was confusing. I still don't understand it, but if you just sit there and just do this draft and just put up your best players against best players and give the like bench players or you know young guys opportunities to go up against 
the starters and the, and the veterans, I think that's what's really going to make it pretty interesting. And I think I think that kind of showed a lot as well. But it can also be a little bit, I guess you can say, uh, like you can look into it too much as well because you could have someone like, you know, Jalen Redman going up against a true freshman, you know, guard or something like that. Just situations yeah. like that. But I think that is why it felt like an actual football game. Dude, it was just it was just awesome, right? We yeah. got to take Judge to his first, our cousin Judge, his first OU uh, experience, experience. He, in seventeen years. Yeah, he living in Louisiana, a, he, he had a he had a blast. He yeah. couldn't stop talking about it on the way home. Oh, yeah, it was it was unreal. It was awesome. Like the, the dude met Michael Turk. Uh, you know, YouTube sensation loves his YouTube videos. Uh, met Ethan Downs, his two favorite players. Ethan Downs, by the way, had a hell of a, had a hell of a spring game. Right, him, so how, Marcus Stripling. Let's, let's just go into that. Let's just go into the okay. players. Like, let's just go into that right now, and we'll talk about offense later. But again, we were impressed by the defense. But dude, Ethan Downs, what was it? Like, I think he had like two sacks, but four four tackles on the day, um, which was something. What a lot of people were looking into was Ethan because he's a big boy, but he's not big, like you know, to where most of these superstar you know defensive ends look like. Yeah, but he had a heck of a football. He had a heck of a spring game. I will say that. Yeah, he did. Uh, the thing that impressed me the most about the defensive side of the ball, yes, the linebackers and the front, the defensive line that that impressed me a lot. But mm-hmm. just the sheer size difference we have this year in the secondary, because you got Woody Washington playing one corner you're going to have Kanai Walker playing another you're going to have Key Lawrence playing safety with Billy Bowman who looks a like a totally different athlete I've never seen these freaking winter workouts but I can't wait to see what he looks like after the summer so you got that as secondary and then if you want to bring in like a nickel package where you bring in another defense back you can have DJ Graham playing the slot which I mean, who wouldn't want that? Yep. So that really impressed me. So I'm real excited about that. But I just can't get enough. Man, Jared Kanick was flying all over the field and he was playing the Isaiah Simmons role mm-hmm. in Brett Venable's defense. He is going to be an outstanding addition to this defense. He's going to make this linebacker core on the verge of being elite right off the bat, in my opinion, because yep. you got Stutzman that I, I mean, are they twins out there? Because yeah, I, I mean, know. they it's have the, kind of yeah. the same body type and Stutzman's really tall. He really yeah. is, but you saw he him is. shoot through the gaps a couple of times uh, at the beginning of the game. Like he, yeah. he was really involved at the, at the very beginning of the game. Uh, one thing I noticed, but sorry, I didn't interrupt you. That's just one thing I noticed. About yeah, so that really impressed me. And then, like you said, Ethan Downs, wow. He he had a day along with Marcus Stripling. My gosh. Yeah, Stripling. I'm really excited. He, yeah, this, and uh, then you got Jalen Redmond uh, in the D-line. Ooh, this defense is going to be good yeah. here. I'm <laughs> excited. Dude, I'm, oh. I'm stoked. I am stoked. This defense, again, like this is this is something we haven't even seen. And I'm just, I hate to say it, but we haven't seen this 
since Brent Venables left Oklahoma in the Bob Soup's era. Like we haven't seen it and now it's back and we're all like, what the heck is this? Like, we're like, what is this physicality, right? What is this size that we're seeing? You know, and it's just, it's crazy to think about that. Like Gabe had, we had this dude. Gabe you know, and we Teddy. Had Gabe and Teddy have mentioned it a couple of times because they go to practice and they said, yeah. it looks like a basketball team out there. Yeah, it's insane. And another thing about the secondary that I'm really excited about is Jordan Mukes coming Elaborate. in. Elaborate. I think he's about 6'3". And he's a safety slash corner. He's uh, from Oklahoma, and he'll be there for the summer camp. So, wow. Okay, that's yeah, dude. The defense looked really well. Teddy Layman's um, really high. That puts a lot of trust in my eyes for that. Yeah. Uh, Teddy doesn't seem to miss too much of it. Pretty <laughs> sure, but um, awesome. Well, defense looked great. Special teams. I still don't even know who the kicker's name is, to be honest with you. Uh, besides Michael Turk, thanks to Judge. Uh, Turk still has the freaking cannon of a leg, uh, as we can see, kicking into the wind, kicking it like 65 yards. Like that, that that's what I thought was insane. Uh, Dude. Warm ups. <laughs> like the wind's blowing like 25 miles an hour, and he's just booting it 65 yards into the wind. That, that was insane. He's, he's something else, man. He is. And he's the nicest guy too. Like he is with Judge when he meant to go talk to him. And before Judge got to meet him, this dude's literally talking just to two kids, just thanking them for like having like a jersey. And you know, he's asking if he can sign it for them. And you know, instead of them having it, he was just the nicest guy. He really was. Um, love don't love, make love people like that much anymore. Another person, right. Ethan Downs, really nice. And another person I saw that was really really cool was um oh oh my gosh i lost his name jd it was the guy that we saw the guy you were just talking about uh darren can yeah Kenick. yeah you sat there walked up to him talked to him he seemed like he was just the chillest dude he was just sitting outside the stadium like talking to people like you never see that i don't know maybe when he's like a junior he's probably not going to feel that way anymore but because that dude's gonna be a superstar uh yeah so yeah, he's a good kid. Real good kid. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Let's jump over to the other side of the ball. Um, the defense is just something that we just haven't seen in a while. We're super excited about it. And off inside of the ball, I feel like this fan base is going to be <laughs> very, very judgmental about did you hear that? My dogs, I guess, are out there yeah. back there fighting. Um, but they're gonna be very we've just seen great offenses you know, the past couple of years. So we're going to be very critical of that. Right. And I think Dylan Gabriel probably has like the worst, when I say worst, he's not in the worst position, but like he has the fan base that's used to having the highest scoring offense, great quarterback play, stuff like that. But the dude pretty much showed out as much as he could, you know, uh, the, the offense uh, thing that really stood out to me had nothing to do really with the players. It was the tempo of how fast they were moving the freaking football, uh, just even on the first two possessions. Like, holy crap. I remember I couldn't even keep up w- with what was happening, how fast Levy is trying to get that ball uh, snapped every after every single play. Uh, but it seemed like Gabriel, he, he took – like, he's used to it, it seemed like. And he's he looked like he was rolling pretty well. Uh, checkdowns, a lot of checkdowns, <laughs> um, something that we didn't see a lot of last year. 
Um, but, uh, you know, he's got a hell of an arm. I, I can see that. I thought he was definitely kind of overthrowing some people a little bit, but that was just to start it off. But I guess he settled in a lot throughout the game. Uh, but I, the tempo is really what stood out to me. What about you on the offensive side? Um, you're talking about Gabriel. I mean, I I think the wind had a lot to do with it. His uh, his throws, his missed throws at the very beginning. Yeah, the what like you said though, the tempo. I love it. Because guess what? They're going to check down, check down, check down. They're just going to – and by the time – the defense ain't going to be able to sub. That's the crazy part about it. With how fast they are going, the defense isn't going to be able to sub. They're going to be exhausted. And this team, when they finally get clicking at summer camp, they are going to be lethal this year. Because of yeah. the skill positions they have. You just talk about it. Like you have Jaden Gibson. My God, how that tall dude is showed he? out. Yeah. So you okay, just throw it up to him, like he'll go get it. And then yeah. you got Marvin Mims playing the slot with Jal- and with Drake Stoops. Stoops. And then Jalil Farouk on the outside. My gosh, that is a hell of a receiver. wide receiver. Yeah. Um true. and Dylan Gabriel, he'll he'll put it all together, man. He knows the system like the back of I his hand. It. And the thing that I'm most excited about was even though the defense had their way by getting to the quarterback, mm-hmm. I loved how what I saw from the offensive line because they were still able to make plays even though both offensive lines did not have all official five starters in there. And I think it will be running way smoother than it did when they finally get rain back at center. So I think this offense is going to be lethal this, this fall. I think the defense will be much, much improved. So I think Oklahoma's going to have an end for a really good this season this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And, like, and I was being, like, at the game, very, very critical of how I thought Dylan Gabriel was playing. Oh, you were in the moment. Uh, I was. I was. I was like, <laughs> And I was looking at you like, what are you? I don't know, man. I was being very Plus, critical. another thing. But I went back and actually he... watched the broadcast, and I was like, yeah, okay. He did. He, he looked – really good it was yeah, just me yeah in that environment you were just in the you're in the environment you're in the moment but even i was looking at you because i mean he was playing for both teams so like he really couldn't them going with one set of receivers yeah yeah no that makes sense it makes sense hey i'm behind a dude 100 he spells his name wrong but i'm behind him 100 all right I, so i will say this though i think we're gonna have a very very dangerous backfield too with with tywee walker and javante barnes and eric gray as a three-headed monster and then you just have marcus major there as well Uh, and then but one player that really surprised me was jason well the way he was able to block that dude was locking people up he yes. was meeting people at like he was making first contact off the line. Yes. Which is something you don't see very often for freshmen, for sure. So those were my standouts on offense. Yeah. And I think, like I said, it's gonna be I'm excited about this year. 
yeah. really excited. For sure. For sure. And same here, but a couple of people stood out to me on the offensive side. Cause I feel like all I talked about was Levy and Gabriel, but first off, like, yeah, Gibson, he looked great. Right. But the freaking, the, the strides that dude was taking when he was running that 95 yard touchdown, like how, like his freaking strides that, that was very, uh, this blew my mind. I was like, holy crap. How's someone that big running that fast? But he's one of those people. It doesn't look like he's running fast because of the freaking strides. That was what was insane. But um, one person I'm going to definitely say, and everyone's saying this, but someone I, I believe you actually brought up last podcast who you're going to look up uh, or look out for, which was Javante Barnes. The dude, that dude, like he did. He I, didn't look like a man amongst boys, but he was definitely a boy that looks like a man out there with everyone. I, like, I that think- dude. Man, I'm so wow. excited about this kid. I think he'll yeah. be Oklahoma's number one running back by the end of the year. You think? You really? I think okay. he's going to be their bell cow by the end of the year. Hopefully, but When it's even... late third, fourth quarter, and you need a running back to run the game out, you're giving it to Javante Barnes. Yeah, but, dude, the, all three running backs that were pretty much kind of highlighted, all really impressed. And even that's even with Eric Gray. What did he only carry the ball like what, like four times? But one of them was like a 50 yard uh, run all the way down at the end zone. Um, but I think they were definitely wanted to make sure they keep him away from too much contact because he's going to be the key part of that offense. But, um, but uh, Tawi, um, oh my gosh, I just lost his last name. Walker. Tawi Walker. Walker. That dude, he looked like uh, when I was watching the. Uh, the like replay of the game whenever I got back on Monday was the dude, he's not as big, but the dude has the same type of running motion and bouncing off people as Samaje Pirine, which got me very excited about that. You know, Samaje yep. was awesome. That dude was great. Um, he was. But uh, yeah, those those are my standouts. Um, there was one more I forgot to board, add. Pretty much. Yep. That I'm about to add right now. Theo Weiss Jr. Yep. Guy, I mean, he's been, he's the veteran. Uh, I've been following him since he was at Allen, and I think that's just another weapon that they're going to use on the outside. I mean, Jaden Gibson, Theo Wees, Marvin Mims, it's – that's a uh, – Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he's not our number one receiver this year because – we it just haven't seen anything from him because of the crap that happened last year, man. That was he's he's gone through a lot. He's gone through a lot, and I think if he can bounce back this year, I think he could be one of the number one receivers. I think he will end up being our number one receiver now that I think about it, honestly, yeah. because he's got the speed, he's got the size, he's got the hand. He looked a lot bigger too. Like he looked a lot bigger. Yeah, because uh, when he came in last year, he was he was kind of a kind of a little bit of a stick coming in. Um, yeah, no, dude. Just that's one thing that just stood out to me in general for this whole team was it's just how much the winter in better shape they look, man. Yeah, and it's just like it's only been what like three four months, right? Just imagine uh, what it's gonna look like after the summer, going into to fall camp, dude. That's gonna be insane. Yeah. It's gonna be insane. But uh, spring game. It was amazing. I really hope next year is the same exact way with, and I hope we, we get Kyler statue next year. I'm assuming we will, 
um, just based on this pattern. Um, but hey, I think I think next year we're gonna have a lot of hype going into the year. Uh, we'll just have to see how this year goes. All right, we we really don't know. We have all the excitement in the world seeing Brett Venables come out there before the game and just get us all hyped up. And how crazy was it that like you were talking about the recruits that were there and we just looked to our left and literally like 20 feet away from us is Jason. Jason Witten. Witten. Jason freaking Witten was sitting mm-hmm. right there next to us. Uh, I, I don't know. Why was he there? He, looked he, like he was talking gun? to kids. It looked like, I'm assuming like one of his kids was there. I, I don't know, but he's probably that age to where he does have a kid going yep. on, on visits, but it looked like he was talking to a bunch of recruits. And I know he's not there recruiting for OU. Why would he? So I feel like he yeah. definitely has uh, somebody there. And I thought that was just the craziest thing. I was like, I looked over, I looked back, I looked over again. I looked at you and I was like, Jenny, is that, is that Jason Witten? And either you or judge were like, no, it's not. And then like a minute later, you're like, yep. 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 That's him. <laughs> that was cool, man. Seeing him, but also just seeing everybody like Adrian Peterson. Uh, I was really cool. I was really happy to see him. Sam Bradford. I uh, don't see him too much around Norman anymore, but it was cool seeing all the, the former players there as well. Yeah. But uh, hey, um, yeah. that's pretty much it. Everything on the spring game. There's one thing I wanted to bring up. I don't know if you saw. It's a small rumor right now, but I don't know how big it's going to get. But I saw that Jeff Levy is liking and following a certain quarterback that's more than likely going to go into the transfer portal. And I was really high on him last year going into the year. Didn't even turn out to be the starter for Florida. But Emory Jones is like Levy and him are following each other. Uh, Levy's liking all of his stuff. And if we can bring Emory Jones into the mix, like I don't think anyone's going to pass Dylan Gabriel. But what if we had that speed with this running back run like a little Kyler, you know, package, something like that, dude. I don't know. I just, I, that's something I, mean, I saw. I, I wouldn't be shocked I, if this gets kind of some traction going on. I I would be fine with him being our backup to Dylan Gabriel, honestly. Yeah. That's when Micah Bowens bounces out. And he's like, I'm out of here, you know, yep. for sure. But uh, that's one thing I thought about Micah Bowen when I saw him at the spring game, I did not realize how big that dude was like, yeah, he's he's huge he's, he's a big boy i don't know i don't know anything about him besides he came from what was it penn state i think yep yeah so it's like i don't know if he's just he doesn't have a good arm or what but dude, that dude was big that impressed me but other than that guys hey we are excited sooner nation's excited um it's gonna be it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a pretty special year I'm not saying it's gonna be a Cinderella story type situation, but it's just gonna be it's gonna be interesting seeing seeing where we go from this spring game. So, uh, Jitty, any final thoughts? Um, pack the palace against UTEP and every game this year at home. Yeah. Well, I'll send you uh, the link and we'll talk about the uh, the season ticket uh, situation. So, other than that, Jitty Boomer. Sooner, baby. <laughs>